It's Happy Hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows. On the podcast network, it's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stall, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than that, we're all New Orleans in a bar today. We're at the Ferret Beer Room on Ferret Street, where they have comfortable furniture. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of that? That's one of the main one of the, one of the main selling points here. Chris mm. Poche is here. Yes, have you tried out the chairs here, Chris? Well, just this stool. It seems pretty <laughs> this, normal. This stool is, is not actually kind of hard. But I don't think it's comfortable at all. This stool. No, Do you? it's actually. It's, it's, it's sort cold, of uncomfortable. Too. That's because we have to stay awake. Well, I don't think they're talking about the stools in particular. There, there's so comfy right. looking couches just right. over there. Andrew Duhon is here. That's the voice of Andrew Duhon you're listening to there. The, no, the couches are very comfortable. And mm-hmm. Josh Benitez is here as well. From Hi, Josh Benitez. Welcome. Ben- welcome. What's up? You've very quietly spoken today. Hey, what's up, y'all? That's more like it. They also have board games here. They have some great rotating beer, which is not literally rotating, but is in a sort of selection. It'll have you rotating. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. They have seasonal wine, house-made cocktails, house-smoked meats, Belgarde Bakery, breaking bread menu, and house-smoked beef jerky. So Mm. you couldn't say better than that. Nope. A whole bunch of beer and beef, homemade beef jerky. Josh Benitez, welcome back. Good hey, to see you. thank you. It's good to be back. Thank Haven't you for having me. Haven't seen you for a long time. Yeah, it's been like at least a year A year something. or something? Yeah. You look a lot uh, healthier than last time I saw you. Okay. What have you done? I'll take that. What have you done in the interim 12 uh, months? What did you look like before? I don't know now. I thought I looked pretty good. <laughs> you no. did. You did. You look you fantastic. even better now, I Apparently suppose. Apparently you were incorrect. You're uh, no, more I, sort of rock and roll looking now. You're uh, more sort of like, like you maybe have a job or something. Oh, you know what? That's kind of ironic because <laughs> unless you consider like, well, I do. I consider being a professional musician a job, but I don't have any other kind of job currently. Well, that is a job, being a professional musician. Which surprisingly is what what almost also influenced me to cut my hair, actually. Yeah. Because you wanted to look what? Uh, you know what? So I, I noticed that I get more tip money with with my with my hair and my hat actually. Really? So uh, yeah, I started playing gigs with my hair and my hat, and I was like, "Hey, we make more money like this." And I was like, hmm. "You make more tip money when you have a short hair." Short hair. Yeah. How did you put those two things together? Uh, did just you just like, get oh, a haircut and find out <laughs> no, you made more money, or did no. you intentionally? I started putting my hair in my hat while I was pedicabbing, and I realized, oh, I get more money when I do this. And so then I was like, well, maybe it's like that with the gig. And uh, it turns out over many years of off and on exper- experiments, it is totally true. Hmm. What's yeah. your take on that, Chris? Well, I think maybe uh, you've had that ponytail for a really long time. You look how long maybe, my hair is. No yeah. wonder I'm fucking maybe poverty straight. You, you need a rich job yeah. if you cut your hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's maybe, amazing. Maybe we're in yeah. this post-panhandler era where it's counterintuitive, but if you look less like you need it, we're more apt to ah. give it to you. That's actually, interesting. Actually, that makes if you look sense, wealthy, actually. people want to yeah, give you more a, money. It's because post panhandling. There's actually yeah. a bunch of like evidence for that with uh, with uh, street performers. Yeah. I know a lot of professional street performers, I and, and they like dress to the nines, and that's how you get. That's how they make money, like mm-hmm. that. Is that what, is that, what is that about? Why would you? Like when a movie star comes into a restaurant, then some struggling restaurant, the owner always put gives it to him on the house. It's like you know he's right. got eighty right. million dollars. Yeah. yeah, right. Should yeah. be buying for everybody else. I, I, I feel that. I totally feel that. Well, they want you to talk about if you want to give you special treatment if you're a movie star because they want you to have a great time and tell your other movie star friends, I guess, that this place is awesome. <laughs> the ones you're going to also give. Go I saved eighteen dollars. Talking, yeah. <laughs> Talking of movie stars, congratulations on your movie. I see it, it's now on Netflix and Amazon. And where is it on? Why? Wow. It's on Google Play, Amazon, uh, Prime. Um, what's the other ones? It's not on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. Okay. It's on Apple Music. That's the one I'm supposed to be sending people Apple to. Music? No, Apple mu- Movies. Apple Movies. Yeah. Okay. That's the... It's a really great movie. It's called, the tr- is it The True Don Quixote? The it's True called? Don Quixote. I can never oh, remember yeah. if it's true or real. And... Can you just can you give us the one sentence about it? It's Don Quixote. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, it's down to that, three words. Yeah. It's a contemporary telling of as as much as I could make it a straight up, unembellished sort of telling of the of oh. the book. So I, I mean, what you can do in ninety minutes of a nine hundred page. Book. But it's set in a sort of modern day. Well, I don't know where in the West Bank somewhere. Uh, actually, we shot it in Saint Bernard. Saint <laughs> Bernard. It's really. <laughs> I was shocked how good it is. I don't oh, mean that you. as any 
sort of, <laughs> kind of back, you, backhanded crappy, compliment. I know you. And, yeah, uh, I know. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, but but the true in the title. Are you suggesting that if had we seen the play or the movie, that we would not have seen a true rendition? Absolutely. Got it. Yeah. So this is this, this is, is actually the first time the book's four hundred years old. Uh-huh. It, this is weirdly the first feature film yeah. of Don Quixote yeah. ever made. Okay. Like Terry, Terry Gilliam took it as a launching point for a different kind of thing, and the yeah. play, The Man of La Mancha, is actually wildly different. Right. Than the book. Got it. So we you just didn't have, made the book. Why mm-hmm. would nobody in four hundred years have thought of this in all of these years of Hollywood? I don't know. I don't know. It's not a. It's not a blockbuster, so maybe they saw something in that I didn't see. <laughs> maybe they know something. That'll be nice, and they'll have a great time. And, you know, How did you? Them blockbuster closed. That's uh-huh. true. There you go. Yeah, joke's on them. Good point, yeah. Josh. How did you get it made? Did you go and pitch it as a script to Hollywood Studios? No, we left Hollywood out of it entirely, um, which is the only reason it got made. Right. We made it here. It's entirely a local production. We financed it here. We made it here. We shot it here. The only two people involved that weren't local uh, were the two lead actors. Right, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson and Jacob Batalon. Who is the other guy, Jacob Batalon? I thought he probably was some sort of local guy saying I'd never heard of him. Is he famous as well? He's crazy famous. Ah, do you know who he's Josh? 20. I, You've heard of him? I don't think I have, and, um, but I will look this person up. Have you ever heard of him, Andrew? Uh, no, I have a question. You may have already. seen yeah. him, though. Okay. He, he's the sidekick in the current Spider-Man movies. Oh, oh awesome. He's the kid that plays Ned yeah. Leeds. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was his first movie, by the way, with yeah. Spider-Man. That's awesome. He's got a good, good age. Good for him. Good okay. for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we were also, he's incredibly charming. <laughs> he is super charming. So, he's a, Andrew, yeah. you want to ask your question? Yeah. I've got a few thousand more after Yeah, you. yeah. Um, so, this, it's, it's, a, it's a current version of Don Quixote. Is there a... Is there a, a manifestation of the windmill that's regionally specific and if so can we guess what it is you can guess i'll give you each one guess what about this fly obvious. what is this fly except doing? grant's already seen the movie so he, oh. he'll, he'll I, just guess last i won't give it away he knows the answer i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> it's really good i don't remember a thing about it it's yeah. great <laughs> what, who was in it again yeah okay have a guess andrew uh wait no so is it like new orleans regionally specific it is uh, or just contemporary specific. It's contemporary or? and southern Louisiana southern. specific. Cool, okay. cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's is it very, like an oil platform? No, super close. Nice, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it would be out in the field doing what a windmill did. Uh huh. Is it one of the oil rig yes. things? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Pump jack. Very good. That's cool. Pump jack. That's pump right. jack is cool. Mm-hmm. So we built this thing because you can buy them. You can buy a used pump jack, by the way, for three thousand dollars, <laughs> which is astounding. Uh, uh, functional? Yeah, but cool. they're really heavy. Yeah. And super dangerous. Right. Like, every time we looked, it, I was like, "Well, this we're going to kill Tim Blake Nelson," which is not <laughs> how you want people to know right. you're making a movie. <laughs> so we built one in uh, plywood. Ooh, and right. The, I mean, the, did you really? The scenic people are. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, because of my other job, could draw. So I drew this like I needed specific things, and they just made it, and brought it out into this field in the Saint Bernard Parish, and it looks like a rusty steel pump jack. I mean, it's stunning. I thought thing. it was. It's actually just wood. It's made out of wood, and wow. the mechanism that operates it, where my teenage son and this other guy, hidden in a plywood box <laughs> that looks metal. Shoving a pole wow. 15 feet in the ground. Oh, and yeah. of course. Oh, I'm yeah. so happy yeah. to have that imagery wow. in my mind. While while the six foot long salt and pepper king snake was running around inside. Oh, the box nice. Oh. In 95 degrees. Wow. But when you shoot it, it looks incredibly real. So real that when they placed it out in the field, they had to alert the local media in St. Bernard and they did a little Facebook push to tell everybody that it wasn't real. That we didn't actually strike oil in St. Bernard Parish. Yeah, because people so are start calling about mineral rights <laughs> right. and stuff because it was on foundation yeah. property. So there's this whole like little tiny kerfuffle that happened. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, because also, of our set was out there. Thank you for using kerfuffle. You're welcome. That's a yeah. Have you word. used that in a song? Ever? I haven't, but I'm Write it down. I'm putting it in my mind right mm-hmm. now. I got to use blunderbuss in a song for the movie. Blunderbuss? Blunderbuss. I get to use a word like that in a song. Blunderbuss and kerfuffle. I need a yeah. pen and paper. I got to write. Did this you down. write a song for the movie? I did. The closing credit the... song. You That's wrote that? Really cool. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, when you run out of money at the end of the pro, you do. I sang it. You do everything. Oh, that's like, right. well, Can't afford anybody. So oh, that explains the night well, before Christmas. The one of the great. <laughs> there's a lot of great things about that movie, but the the bottom line great thing about that movie is the script is so fucking brilliant. It's really funny and moving, and it, it's like a real great movie. Well, thank you. As a screenwriter, I think that's a big I really mean it. It's really great. I was so surprised at how good it was, and it, and it, well, it won the sort of the. Golden Globes or whatever it's called at the New Orleans Film Festival. I just call it, that just keep grand, calling it that. That's good. Golden Globe. Golden I think it won <laughs> the like, Academy Award at New yeah, Orleans exactly. Film Festival as well. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. They call it an Oscar, but it's in quotations. On yeah. It's, the <laughs> Oscar Wilde. Yeah. The Wild Oscar. <laughs> anyway, it's a really great script. Award. I'm surprised that you didn't hook that around Hollywood and get a whole bunch of money to make that, but. It's no, better that made you did. Very little money. It's better that you didn't. Are you making any money? Is it possible to make money on a movie? Well, we'll see. It's only been out for a couple of weeks. Right. Um, so how does that work? Really, to it's you? weird. It's a new world with this because we thought we didn't get big distribution, and we thought, well, you know, it's like publishing your novel at Kinkos, right? You just make a bunch of copies, <laughs> and oh well. Um, but it's there's a whole new distribution model of there's a system in place. We have an aggregator that we partnered with that puts it on all these streaming platforms. So it's like music now. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it, I hope you're getting more than you get as a songwriter. Well, it, there's a Spotify aspect to how devalued hmm. a lot of it has become. It's actually what happened to the music industry over the last dozen years. It's sure. happening to the, particularly the independent, actually the whole film industry. Mm-hmm. Everybody's there's finding ways to pay nobody. the most popular place in the world, right. right? And then there's there's everybody else. I think it's because there are too many choices. So if you're going to dial up a song or a movie... You're overwhelmed with choices, right. so you gravitate towards something familiar. But the you other just have the side, time to make a choice. The other so side of it is in that. Yeah, but the other thing is now that when there used to only be one of everything, there was like one big TV show like Seinfeld, and there was one big band like U2, and there was, you know everyone else sort of fell down below, you know, beneath these people. Now everything's kind of equalized, and you can have a gigantic hit movie or TV show on Netflix, and it's like millions of people are watching it, but but I've never heard of it. Well, but that amount of money is just spread out over more people. Right. Like there, so you can't... There are people who have recurring speaking roles on Netflix shows right. who are still attending bar. So it you can't actually make any money even if you have a hit. No. So uh, That's depressing. You have to have a really big hit. And, the, and funny, my writing partner and I were just a few, I guess about 10 months ago, we pitched an idea to this executive at Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So. You think, and she's like, oh, listening and nodding, and you're trying to do that desperate, stupid <laughs> pitching thing. And she's like, that's a really cool idea. But it's got like a $75 million ceiling. Hmm. So that's as much as they could protect, project making from it, even though it would only make about, that's costs at, about 20 to at make the it. the pitch meeting, they can figure out how much they're going to make yeah. from well, the they final think so. movie. They, they think they know. And then, but that's not enough, because once Avengers makes a billion, more. it literally right. made a billion dollars. Right. So if you're not pitching them something that's worth a billion dollars, so nobody wants to make as little as seventy-five million. No, <laughs> absolutely not. That's not worth not it. Enough. Hmm. Not worth it. Because your profit would only be about thirty million bucks. And you so, were like, so, "Oh no, that's, uh, that's yeah. terrible." So, Josh, <laughs> get know. your guitar out and play us a other. song, and we'll see if we can come up with a hit here. Oh, right now? Yes. Right. Uh, it's time to play okay. something. Okay. Because it's going to take us a moment to get it out. So while you're getting that guitar out, what? Uh, I have a question what? while he's getting it out. Yeah. Actually, so you're the screenwriter of of. Uh, of the Don Quixote true story, so you're trying to stay as true to the the book as you can, but but your task is to to write dialogue, or what is what are you writing as the screenwriter, um, or just what it looks like? There's probably not one word in the movie that's in actually in, in Don Quixote. Yeah. I mean, there are, but mm-hmm. like the, but not in order. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like you just have to distill it. The book's 900 pages, mm-hmm. the first and second. Yeah, parts. got it. So you you try to get the essential parts of it, and mm-hmm. I had to throw out the the book's super episodic. Mm-hmm. It's not a story as much as a bunch of little episodes mm-hmm. and a bunch of them. And so the the first trick was to figure out which were the ones that I wanted to keep, and that revealed some character and sort of implied at least a little bit of a of a plot. It's not much, um, but enough to like keep you in your seat and keep you watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but you throw out the, the NOLA project last year did a stage version of Don Quixote out in City Park, which is terrific. And they used only the parts that I didn't use. And <laughs> I, like, they didn't use, I don't think we had anything in common right. other than the characters. Wow. And there's probably four more of those that you could make. Right. Are you going to do a sequel? Amazing. 
I'd love to DQ2? Well, there's a second book. I mean, the whole reason I started reading Don Quixote, which nobody's read, including me I've at never, the time. I have never read it. Have you guys read it? No, not the whole, no. The story of, uh, of Cervantes writing it. Oh. Really quickly, the, he wrote the first book. It was the first modern novel. He had been a failed playwright, a failed poet, a soldier. He'd lost use of an arm in one of the biggest battles in European history, and he'd been a slave for five years on a galley ship. Like, he had this crazy life. Wow. He writes Don Quixote. It's a huge hit. It's translated in all these languages. It's like the beginning of, of literature. And his publisher, which is really just a printer, kept all the money because there was no intellectual property laws because there was no intellectual property. Wow. So he had nothing. And then somebody else wrote an unauthorized sequel, which he could do nothing about because there was no intellectual property laws. So he wrote a third book. And in it, Don Quixote and Sancho Panza are aware of the first book and know that they're famous, <laughs> as they should be. They're also aware of the second book, The Book of Lies, and they set out to find the author of the unauthorized book and kill him. Uh, wow. Wow. How? And this is the story of the third book. Yeah. So in 1605, he writes the first modern novel. In 1615, he publishes the first postmodern novel, which is like this crazy meta thing. Wow. It was, it's incredible. That is incredible. So yeah, there are, there's yeah. already a sequel. Are you going to do it? Um, you help me raise the money. Yes. How much do we need? Uh, $600,000. Okay. Is that doable, do you think? I know well, a guy. It's $600,000. That's, that's not I know, much I know a guy. Movie. It's not worth it, though, if we can't make $75 million bucks. More than $75 million. Yeah, it's got a $75 million ceiling. If we so. could make, make $750,000, I'm in. Yes, we can. I promise. <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's do it. Let's do a GoFundMe. How much did? The, how much was the budget for the first one? It was under a million. So we need. We really need six hundred thousand. And we got a lot of like the Saint Bernard people were incredible and crazy. We got all sorts of things donated. We got access to places we could shoot and all this stuff because they wanted a movie made in Saint Bernard because right. nobody makes movies out there, yeah. and it's fantastically <laughs> photogenic. Yeah, yeah it looks place. beautiful. And there's a lot. I mean, you could make the next one out there too, right? Yeah. In fact, I stole the beginning of the second book as the ending of, of the movie. So nice. we're set up. Yeah, we're teed up. All right. You have to write the thing, though. I'll do that. Okay. Tim's in. He's always in. He's the most game guy in the world. He's your writing partner? No, the Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, Tim. Yeah. Tim Blake. He is great. God, he's, he's a great actor. He's a wizard, man. It's amazing that you've got these great actors like that. How did you do that? Cause they, you have a, I went to this Q&A that you did. A, that you did. And these guys were there, the actors were there, and they were talking about you like you're a Spielberg. <laughs> like they love you, and these no, guys are so talented. It's crazy. I had no idea that you're like a super genius in Hollywood. I didn't either. I'm glad he was there to, to tell me, because it's not so evident, really. <laughs> they didn't seem to be drunk, or they didn't, there's no reason that Tim Blake Nelson has to say he loves you. Actors love to act. And as a character actor, they don't, he didn't get offered a lot of lead roles, particularly something, you know, he's a super literary. Right. He, he was the class orator at his, in his class at Brown University studying uh, classics. Okay. He's a and very... And reduced to... He's a very thinky, thinky dude. Right. And he, he had a great time. And he's, when he decides to do something, man, he is he's all, all in. in. Yeah. yeah. He's something. He's the Josh Benitez of acting. Josh, <laughs> Josh what are you going to... Josh are you, Blake what are you, So you got a record coming out. Yeah, I do, actually. Come, and when is it coming out? Because I see it in my... Info here. It's coming out by Mardi Gras. What, That's what, it. What year was this intended to be? This uh, coming Mardi Gras. Ne- yes. So That's you're right. actually that far ahead. It's yeah. coming up by Mardi Gras 2020. Should be. Okay. What date is Mardi Gras 2020? I don't know. It's Mardi okay. Gras. So you just got a vague. That's right. Sometime in the spring. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. No, I have a actually. Uh, it's almost all done. Mostly. So this is actually going to be. I'm going to be releasing it on vinyl as well. And the production time on vinyl is a, a long. Huh. So that's actually... So, you know, as far as like an internet release, I could probably, you know, have it out with a really, really acute understanding of when it will be. But when it comes to final production, it's a little, it's a little harder to... And, and do you want to hold out, and release it in all, hold out and release it in all the formats at the same time? I, no, I actually, you know, a soft release would be fine, you know. Uh, but I, you know, as far as a hard release goes, I could see, you know, Mardi Gras the the date, the okay. deadline for me. Do you need a hand with the title? 
of the album because we can come up with that Ooh. now. We've done that a few times. Yeah, actually, on the show. I would be really good, interested yeah. to see what you come up with. I got okay. it. I got a hand on it, but you know, I would. Love well, what to. are you calling it? We don't need to do it if you've already got it figured out. It's just going to be the Josh Benitez band live. Oh, okay. That's we can pretty, beat that. Pretty much we can, beat the we can do better than that, right? It, I think. <laughs> yeah, what about if it's something colon the Josh Benitez band? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, Go. welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. Or That's like, welcome to my colon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Josh Benitez. Welcome band. to my col. That's a great uh-huh. idea. Yeah, welcome to my colon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, a good, that's a good name. That is a good name. I... Um, I'll talk where where to is my it live? Where is it live it. at? So it's all recorded, obviously, or not yes. recorded at all. Yeah, no, it's recorded. It's all, it's all, it's already mixed. Um, just like it's really uh, the art, album art, concept art is all pretty much done right what do you, now. What as well. do you need to wait till Mardi Gras? Is some sort where, of? It's the production time on vinyl. It just takes months. Where to was like, it recorded? Wow. Uh, it's I recorded it live at Le Bonton Roulet. Le Bonton. Yeah. Okay. Live at Le Bonton is good. Le Bonton. That is good. Live at Le Bonton. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't like uh, specifically get permission to record live there, so I didn't. No. Yeah, so they don't know. <laughs> they know, but I didn't. Like <laughs> if I would you think put their that name on the album. They might want a nickel. Wouldn't they yeah, want? Exactly. Wouldn't they be paying you to do that? Thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's I gotta, a good angle. I got I, I should. I should. I'm, I'm considering it, and now I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna tell them you sent me. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, at least give like a tab. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Does it sound really good? I mean, it's not. It sounds a- amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, this guy, Dale Latino, is the one who did the recording. And uh, honestly. His name is Latino? That's his name. Is yeah. That, he's that, his name is Latino. Dale Latino, yeah. Dale Latino. Are you, are you, that's his real name. Yes. Dale, that's brilliant. I would call Thank the record you. that. <laughs> Dale Latino. I actually heard Del Latino, Del. which is even better. Del Latino. No. That's good too. Del Latino. Dale is. What, is what street is Lebanon on? A magazine and what? Uh, it's good just question. past Napoleon, yeah. So, like. What's the corner? Yeah, what's that corner? It's right across from Tal's Homeless. We could look it up. Anyway. Sea Rock will tell us that. What is the corner of. Why well, you do something with the names of Maybe. the corner? Yeah. That way you wouldn't have to pay Lebanon. <laughs> there it is. I can't see why you'd be paying them. Why wouldn't they be paying you? I just, I just, you know, I just want to, I just didn't want to like be codified in that being the album title without getting permissions mm-hmm. to do that. That's mm-hmm. all. Fair. Well, tell them if they don't pay, you're going to say it's live at Tipitinas or something. <laughs> yeah. Are there laws about that? You say, like, Can you lie? Can you can't copyright a title, right? So you could call yourself live at anything. Okay, live at the happy hour talk show. Yeah, you can say live from the front room. Like, you're not allowed to have a speaker. Just like cue in all the all the audio from the show. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, fine. We can you can we can do the intro right now for you. <laughs> live from. Okay, see, so what corner is uh, the Bonton? Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Uh-huh. What happened to Bordeaux? Bordeaux. Fancy. That's live. nice. Yeah. Live at Bordeaux sounds pretty cool. Live it's a little bit misleading, nice. but. Totally Live cool. on Bordeaux. Magazine in Bordeaux. Live on Bordeaux Live is on nice because then it sounds like you're wine drunk. Right. Live on Bordeaux, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Good. About playing music right now? Oh, that was an idea too. <laughs> sure. what? You yeah, told yeah, me to get my guitar out. What, I, what are you right playing now. exactly? Look, I like your shirt as well. I just noticed that. That's very cool. Oh, you know what? Uh, thank you. My Where girlfriend actually picked it out. She did? Where? Yeah, is she, did. she here today? Yeah, she's over there. Where is she? She's on her phone over there. That's her with the blue scarf on? Yeah. Did you pick out the scarf? No, no. She her. picks out everything. Uh, you all right? <laughs> but you did a good job. I like that shirt. Yeah, thank you. Thank Very that's nice. actually really why you got your hair cut, isn't it? Ah. Mm, no. No. He got his hair cut to make more money. That's something I never realized. I'm, well, I'm leaving here and going. No, no, listen. In people, there's, more th- there's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. That was definitely, though, like a, a really important decision, though. Uh, as far as cutting my hair, um, but also I just had my long hair since I was eleven, because so I did not go to high school. So I you didn't go to high school. Nope. Okay, how did you manage that? What do you mean? I was homeschooled. You did you not read this? You stayed at I home. I sent it to you. You didn't read it. Homeschool throughout fired. high school. It says here. It yeah. does say that right yeah, here. Yeah, right, right. There you were. Paper. You never went to high school. <laughs> so you stayed at home for whole, the whole of high school. Yeah. Pretty Why much. was that? Um, Are you like a bad kid? <laughs> no. Did you have mental problems, socialization issues, or something? Oh man! What if I told you? What do you? That's <laughs> no, a Bible thing. You, what kind of answer do you what want? It, what kind of answer do you religious? want here? Yeah. Well, come up with the best one. It doesn't have to be true. 
Oh, okay. Oh, well, actually, I'll tell you the truth. Um, okay. We'll start honestly, with that, we'll... honestly uh, so at th- the time I was going to high school, uh, my mom decided for some reason to move to the West Bank. And uh, oh, that explains. Yeah, and so I was going to school in the West Bank, which is uh, honestly like the school I was going to was like notoriously racist, <clears throat> and so I was having a lot of like racial discrimination issues with being uh, Hispanic, like a lot. Seriously? Yeah, a ton. Wow. A ton. It was horrible. So that's why. So you were like born ahead of your time, because aren't there like <laughs> tons of Hispanic people in the West Bank uh, now? Oh, they. It's. It. They actually it has got one of the highest incarceration rates in the entire United States. The West Bank of the West Bank. Yeah, stay away. Don't go there. Wow. That's like one mile from here. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I have not spent enough time there to know any of this. You don't. And you maybe maybe that's good. Do you th- can you give us some idea of what that's like? What, what kind of shit do people say to you? Oh, actually, I think one of my favorite like anecdotes, there was a, an officer who, like, he stop and frisk me all the time. Like that was his like one of his little pastimes. It's like I was like walking home from the library. How old are you at this point? Uh, he then. started. He had done it for like more than a year. So how old would you? I want to say like sixteen. Okay. Um, yeah, but he Maybe he thought you were attractive. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because uh, like it just got to the point finally where like uh, he'd like roll down his window and be like, "Hey Benitez," because he knew my name. And he's like, yeah, "You got time to talk today?" And I'd be like. I don't know, man. Like, you, are you asking? Because I don't think you are, you know? And so I had gotten, that had happened so many times that I actually knew my license number all by heart. And so I'd recite my license number to him. And I'd be like, run the numbers. They're clean right now. Run it. And I'd repeat the numbers. And he'd be like, what? I was like, run my numbers. I am clean. Do you have anything on me or can I go? And so I had that conversation a few times. And This is an NOPD cop. No, no, this is the West Bank. Yeah. Isn't that the NOPD? No. And isn't it Orleans Parish? No, nope. no it's Jefferson, Jefferson Parish. Parish. I thought it was what part of the West Bank? This Bank is Bank? actually this is only, actually in Plaquemines. Only Algiers this is, is actually in Orleans oh, Parish. The rest nice. of the West Bank is in Jefferson. Uh, uh. Yeah, and well, this was actually even more western. It was Plaquemines Parish. Plaquemines Parish. So, what little town are you in, or something there? Where, uh, where were you? This is a, a place called Belchase. Belchase. Oh. Yeah, of course. There's like a military base in Belchase. Yes, there is. It's the naval air station. And it was. And mm, they're so racist. That you couldn't leave the house for the whole of high school. I mean, that was a really big factor, sure. Yeah, actually, the, the, the craziest thing this cop ever did, so I was like coming home from McDonald's one day, and he stops me, and he's like, what's in your bag? And I was like, McDonald's. <laughs> and he's like, well, what's in there? And so I was like, chicken nuggets. And <laughs> I said, with barbecue sauce. And he's like, open your bag. Wow. So he opens the bag, and then he's like, or he makes me open the bag, and he makes me put my stuff on his, the hood of his car. And he's like, open the chicken nugget box. So I open the chicken nugget box. And actually, I'd forgotten that I'd gotten sweet and sour sauce instead of barbecue sauce. And he, like, looks at it like, ah, I got you. And I was like, liar. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, that, now that a few years have gone by, yeah. do you know who this person is? No, I, I deleted that person's face from my memory. You couldn't find him again, because it would be great as an adult Dude, to find they, that. How <laughs> desperate are they for people to harass? Mm. Because you don't have an accent. You're not darker than I am. You're not like... I was. You got the skin lightning? Yeah. Um, actually, so, no. I th- Stand up tan? Well, uh, years of staying inside my entire life to avoid that, actually. Your yeah. skin has changed Yeah, color. yeah. I, actually, I actually have photos, because no one ever believes me, so I just... I'll cue these up if you want to keep the conversation going. God, do you know how bored they must have been? Like, I just can't even man, believe there's that. there's nobody out here to yeah. mess with. Hey, that yeah. guy looks slightly Hispanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, it's worth a shot. Are there any <laughs> black people? <laughs> exactly. It's like, is there yeah. nobody else but to... Are there, are there black like people living in Belchase, or are you the most God, exotic person they've ever seen? Uh, I guess it's some combination of that. You know, it, it has to be some kind of, like, weird, like... Like, oh, this, whether it's conscious or subconscious, you know, they definitely recognize me as the other. I also had long hair still, and so that, like... Oh, that right the, there, of course. Yeah, it's yeah, now, yeah, yeah. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, it was always like, uh, the story was like, oh, uh, we've got... Well, we've well got, hey, let me just ask you this question then. Yeah, yeah. Is it just you and your mom at home there? No, no, I have... Who else was there? Uh, two younger sisters and a younger brother. Okay. Well. Yeah. And were they suffering from the same kind of racism? They had a different dad, so no, they're... They, they don't look... Nope. 
some Whatever people don't even like. believe we're siblings. Wow. So even in your house, yes, you're the yeah. You're the yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. why don't your mom think about moving? Did she ever consider moving away from Plaquemines Parish? Or get oh, away there was some. There was some. There's all kinds of like financial issues. She's a single mom of four, and so yeah, like a, as far a, as like it's a cheap place to live. rent and work right. goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she had to like make the best decision. So that was. Well, I tell you what, it's giving you a great six or seven minute story. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Is any of that true, by the way? Why, why would I? That, <laughs> I, yeah. know, I don't know. <laughs> be a tall lie, man. Be a tall lie. Maybe you're starting That's, to wonder if Grant has yeah. ever said anything true because like, he's constantly on this one. No, no, he's that can't be. That can't be true. Yeah, this, well, is, this, fucking this crazy. actually isn't even plugged in. No. Yeah. <laughs> Nor is that actually recorded. his accent. That's right. Yeah, oh, you're from the West Bank. I'm from the West Bank. I'm from Boutique, actually, just up the river. Well, that is a horrible story, I have to say. Isn't it? Do you feel traumatized, or are you totally over it? Uh, yeah. So, th- actually, uh, as far as like uh, processing systemic trauma, I definitely have had to do a lot of work in that, for mm. sure. Uh, actually, you read my bio from when I was still processing that. Remember when I was talking about like, like in my bio, I had remember you about said you, you anxiety. Uh, the the last time that we talked, I remember you didn't tell us any of this, but you told us that you never thought you would live. Oh, that you I were, told that um, to yes. you? Yes, you said I didn't think I'd ever live at all. Why do I open up to you? Because it's yeah. the beer. Because it's <laughs> your drunk. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not drunk enough. Actually, everybody, you can raise your drink too. I would like to propose a toast. Here's to it. Here's to it. Thank you so much, everybody. For sure. Because right. remember, the drunker you get, the better you think I sound. <laughs> all right. Amen. And here's to Dale Latino. My favorite name. He's a great guy. Of all time. He's a great guy. Good recording. What does he look like? <laughs> he does. Does he look like Dale or Latino? He looks like Dale. He looks like Dale. He looks like Dale. So he looks like a totally white how, guy how old from. Is Dale? That's good. Uh, I, I, I want to say like his forties. Can you like imagine meeting a seven-year-old named Dale? <laughs> like he's just not gonna. Dale. There's no. Yeah. No one's naming their kids Dale right now. Well, not unless you're from maybe Austin or something. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe Dale Earnhardt was when it like peaked. Oh, Dale ah, Earnhardt. Oh, okay. Maybe. Everyone's yeah, like, okay, ah, right, right. I know what Hadn't to name my kid. That. And then right. everyone was like, all right, that's enough of that. It has I the wish accent they'd... built in, too. Dale. <laughs> Dale. Yeah. I think that's just the way I'm saying it's just it, how actually. it's pronounced. I think that's the correct pronunciation. Well, it's Dale. Dale. Do you have any, do you speak Spanish or have any sort of Hispanic? No, no, no. There's... Nothing. We can get all into that another time, but well, we've got time now. If you've got a minute. Wow! All of the oppression and none of the like yeah. cultural. Oh, they used to put stuff. me in English as a second language. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Then That's... they would make me read like third grade level stories and be like, "Do you understand this story?" I can tell by the way you speak the the difficulty you have wow. with the language. Right. Yeah. But you know, I just have pro- problems with enunciation. So. Well, you know what? Do you even look ethnic none. at all? Uh, I mean, really? Yeah, definitely. Do you? Yeah. I can't. I wouldn't say if I saw you on the street, I, I wouldn't know anything. If you didn't know your name was Benitez, I wouldn't even think of anything. I mean, you, you know, at... there's some, uh, you know, something there. But but what's surprising <laughs> I... is that, yeah, that that uh, yeah, you would be you would be singled out. I got a great way of like explaining that. So uh, in my mind, the, it's a, it's so if you I am with another uh, person of color, they instantly know that I'm not white. And the same thing goes for someone who is racist. If you are racist, you look at someone and you're like, oh, that's that's not a white person. Not my they're, trash. They're instantly yeah. able to determine, because that's the features they're looking for. Mm. You know, they're, they're actively de- trying to determine if I am a friend or the, the, the other. You okay, know? so you know a lot about racism. Yeah. Because you've been on Got the, to. Yeah, okay. So what is your explanation for it? I would say, you know, I'm not a monolith for any uh, culture or heritage or anything, but I'd say from my experience, a lot of it has to do with a lack of exposure. People can be racist without knowing they're racist. That's really common um, because they're just not exposed to people of color. Right. So it's, but people but then who are racist, though, people who look at you and say that guy's some sort of like a openly, but, but even they have like an interesting like sense of. Uh, self, like I've noticed, a lot of people who think they are not racist but are totally racist. <laughs> like they literally be like, "I'm not racist, but I think Mexicans should just go back where they're from." You know, like it's not race or anything that has to do with the it's fact that it's not hate; it's heritage. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. There's all these like weird little homilies right. about it, and yeah, and for sure. And I think yeah, uh, it's one of those things about like 
being able to identify that in oneself is like a really huge leap for people to be like, oh, you know what, I guess I do just hate this person based on factors that I've invented in my mind. Well, that's what I was getting at. What's your explanation? Do you, do you hate these people who hate you? Whew, that's a that's that's a that's a hard question. The that's uh, hate. Hate is a strong word. Well, they hate you. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so, so do you hate them back, or what's your reaction to that? That's interesting. You know, like uh, no, I would say I don't hate them. You don't. What's no. your what is your emotion toward these people? Then? Usually. I mean, obviously, I have to, like, preserve myself. I have to protect myself. I have to protect my, like, you know, mind, body, and spirit. So right. uh, it's not complacent. Mm. Um, it's not passive. Um, however, yeah. oh, you know, I guess an important thing to note is that, uh, like, to allow something to evoke emotion in you on a constant basis will just ruin my own life. Right. So, like, I have to have, like, that degree of separation where I go, like, oh, you know what? Like, I could be mad about this right now. I have every right to be. Yet, whose day is it going to ruin? Mine or this person who has no but idea? But to some extent, your life was <clears throat> ruined. I mean, you stayed at home for... Yeah, well, that's why I got good at guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's say, that. Your skin changed color. Art comes out of pain. And, and, and you, don't want, right. you don't want to be uh, oppressed and put in pain, but if you turn it into something valuable, um, I actually that's know, where it comes from. Yeah, I actually know what is this song. I actually know what song I want to play because uh, okay. I wrote this. Is like actually one of the first songs I ever wrote. It was like I was 15 years old, and it was right after Katrina, actually. So I'd just gotten back, and so I think it's just really topical. Okay, because this is just where that conversation went. What'd you think, Andrew? That was cool, man. Thanks, that man. Was great. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. That was actually, yeah, it was like, I wrote that, that was like maybe the second or third song I wrote or something. I definitely wasn't as good at singing or playing at the time I wrote it, but like, yeah. You've grown into it. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I was like, you, so the music I have now, it's like funky, it's poppy, and like it's real danceable, and the whole thing is like driven by this community aspect of like getting everyone 
involved and able to participate in a musical style that allows for like almost infinite amounts of types of expressions. You know, if you want to like, uh, you know, do some acid and come to my funk show, you're gonna yes. have a good time. You you want to do some uppers? I'm not into it, but good for you. You have a good time. Uh, it's like it's designed for whatever headspace you're in. Do you have to be on drugs to be? No, with? no, you not at be all. Straight as well. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Um, which I was for a long time. I didn't do any drugs. I didn't smoke or anything until I was 21. <laughs> yes, I was like completely stretched. And then I went That's crazy. Because you were home all the time. You didn't have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I yeah. And also, if I did get invited places, they were like, "Oh, who's this? Who's this guy? <laughs> who's this Mexican? Yeah. What do they think? What, what <laughs> race exactly? Oh, they oh they loved calling me Mexican. Mexican. They okay. loved that. That's like that was like their main thing. Yeah, Mexican. I was like, I'm not even Mexican, dude. Like like. And, and if I was, who cares? But. Uh, Where were you born? Uh, I was born at Southern Baptist Southern Hospital. Southern Baptist Hospital. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, which is like the old, the, the facility is just on Napoleon, so it's a different so hospital now. Uh, that's where I was born. You're an uptown boy. Yeah, that's right. interesting, too, because it doesn't matter where you're from to them, just where you're not from. Mm. It doesn't, it, Mexico, Honduras, they don't, they don't, yeah, like, there's right. no, my son was at a soccer game, a high school soccer game a couple of years ago. In uh, Pearl River, Mississippi. Mm, well, that's bad, right there. Yeah, right there. And uh, the at the end of the game, they were doing their high five, and we beat them, which ticked them off. And the coach, who is Mexican, and proudly so, and has tattoos and a big crucifix around his neck. He's a super there Catholic guy. There it is. Yeah, is walking <laughs> off the field, and one of the kids, the high school kids, went, "Why don't you go by, back to Iraq, you Muslim?" Well, wow. my God. I was like, Wow. Well, I must say though, that is Pearl River, Mississippi. <laughs> you know, it's a par- Actually, but it's a part of the world. It's like we live in a little bit of a protected little sphere here, and that's right. not very far away. Well, that's why no, no, no. it's very close. But that's why we live here. And it you turned, into, have a, to it turned into a fist fight because they I'm also sure. said it to one of the players, who hilariously is a, a Jewish kid who was adopted from Guatemala. So he's like, and he's this big dude, and they told him the same thing, and he just was having none of it. You don't have yeah. to drive very far oh. in any direction out of New Orleans to find that, though. Oh, yeah. Pretty much east, west, or anywhere else. No, and this guy gave, probably shouldn't leave Orleans Parish if, unless he's <laughs> it's, in Manhattan. It's, right. it's why cultural preservation here is so important. It's like, yeah, this is a safe space for a lot of people right. to like, actually experience a real kind of life. Talking of Mexico... We have to mention this show before we forget. This is Kristen Diablo, who's a folk singer, and Andrew Duhon, who's a folk singer. Are you a folk singer? Uh, yeah. What do you call yourself? Just songwriter. Songwriter. Yeah. Okay, so Kristen Diablo is a songwriter, I should say that. They're yeah. not folk singer. What sure. does she call herself? She's not really folk. Have you seen the new stuff, the new band? She's like rocked out. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's serious. New, new Americana New stuff. Americana. Okay, so this is a... This is a duet show with Andrew and Kristen Diablo, who is awesome as mm-hmm. well. Yep. And it's this coming Friday night, which sure is, is only two nights away. That's right. The date is what exactly? The 15th. 15th of November, 2019, if you're listening to this in 2019. Mm-hmm. This looks like it's going to be a good show. At Hope One so. Eye Jacks, right? At One, one Eye Jacks. Jacks. I think it's going to be good. Down on Twitter. So. <laughs> if it's as good as you are good looking, it's going to be good. Oh, shucks. Yeah, well. He's really good no. looking. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. No promises. You want to play something? I'll be glad to. Yeah. You guys speak amongst yourselves. Okay, 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 well, okay, I have a question time, for so. Joshua doing that. Um, that song and the songs on your record, um, how much instrumentation is there? Is it a full band? Are you electric? Are you acoustic? Hey, thanks for asking. Thank you. Um, so uh, the, the most recent recording has... Uh, oh, can I actually get a bit more in the mic? I, I think it went down because I was singing real loud. That does sound weird. Thank you, thank you. There, there it is. There That's nice. I think I was coming through on this one, actually. Right. Um, cool. So... Um, the instrumentation is, uh, it's got bass, drums, guitar, trombone, and keyboard. And also I have a great backing singer as well. Because that song sounded like a big-ass Lenny Kravitz kind of oh, big guitar awesome. song. Even with the acoustic guitar. Can like I tell my, I'm going to tell my girlfriend stuff. that right now. Yeah. Liz, he said it, the song I sounded, sounded like a big-ass Lenny Kravitz song. She loves Lenny Kravitz. So. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and so do and, I, actually. And why not? Yeah. I, I, well, he's some sort of ethnic minority yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a number of a, ethnic minorities. A black minorities. Jewish man. <laughs> he's black and Jewish. Yes. And that's, <laughs> that's almost Mexican. <laughs> that's almost Dale Latino <laughs> oh, right there. You know, well, you know, actually, some one time this lady, like, 
she was like, uh, you know, I was like playing a gig, and she's like, what's your name again? And I was like, Josh Benitez. And she's like, Josh Benitez? What kind of name is Joshua for a Hispanic? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> And I was like, well, thanks for coming to the show, I guess. Uh, it's my name. <laughs> that is pretty interesting. Boy, you're a real lightning rod for these racists. I don't think it's me. You don't, You think it's everybody? Yeah. Everybody who doesn't look white in yes. Plaquemines Parish gets shit. Oh, like, well, that lady was actually was... on Frenchman Street outside of the place I was performing. I was on I set think break. If, I think if I had this reaction from people, I would hate everybody in the world. I, it's easy to do. Yeah, but you don't seem to be that Because I'm always under the assumption that people aren't being as overt to you. Because as a white guy, I hear shit from white people all the time who just assume that I agree with them because I'm white. Oh, there's that. There's hmm. that, like, which actually you probably do too. I get, I, get, I get it sometimes. But usually, again, I digress to a previous point. If you're racist, you, you know. Like, they're like, oh, see those lips? That guy's racist. <laughs> or that guy's, that, guy's, that guy's not white. I don't have white um, lips. But how do you live in the world like this, is what I'm saying. I, I would be, mean, so, I'd be I'd either mean, an alcoholic, mean, a murderer, <laughs> or something, or move. Well, you're not safe yet, man. Just watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I don't live like this every day. I don't, I don't have this sort of people hating. I don't know. I don't know if I... I have people hating me. They're different. That's a whole different thing. But you've thing. earned it. That's different. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm... <laughs> I've, it's exactly. not like they just put it on you. Right, you've, right. You've now, I have a personality. That cultivating people, yeah, this. Exactly. I, I guess, yeah, ultimately, you know, I'm, it's just like I'm more than that. That's all. It's pretty you know, cool. It's that just you like can such a... rise above it. Yes, Andrew. Oh, I don't... Okay. Andrew, can I say I appreciate you very much. Oh, you've, thanks. You've been, like, really chill and quiet, but I appreciate that. Oh, good. Well, thank thank you. Uh, I, you know, not not that, Grant, your pr- approach isn't equally as valid, but uh, thanks. <laughs> so <that's, laughs> somebody's got to keep the thing going. No, that's right. I think you do a great job, Grant, honestly. Oh, uh, man, that guitar sounds great. Thanks, dude. Um, What's this, a new song? Yeah, always. Going to play something new here. Um, <clears throat> so been in the songwriting cave i got back from you know being out of town for a while and and i want to stay home and just try to write some new songs and make a new record guarantee it won't be out by mardi gras but you know one of these days feels like it's time for something new and his song is a God, that guitar does exercise yeah. thanks uh you know this guitar is actually a product of katrina a company uh, not a company a non-profit called uh music cares was oh, yeah. uh was around and, and saying, hey, if you lost gear in the flood, uh, let us know what you lost. And uh, let them know, you know, what I lost was a guitar that and, and some harmonicas. I guess if you add it all up, you know. It, yeah, but they gave you a stipend for a thousand bucks to musician's friend at the time, which is basically like the Amazon meets yeah. uh, Guitar yeah. Center these days. But uh, this is what I picked up. And um, so it's my Katrina guitar, I guess. Anyway, this song's... Uh, about the cave, I guess. All right. Those were simpler days. My head way up in the clouds. Till one day unbeknownst to me Somehow I had sown the seeds of my own self-doubt And it rooted deep inside me And it grew just like an eye Wrapped its way around my spine Left all my joy behind Yeah, it choked me out But I'm getting down to the root of it now I'm getting down to the truth of it now When the days are dark and stormy I can feel there's nothing for me Way up in the clouds I swear I'm digging deep down Yeah, and I'm digging deep down Yeah, move a little earth around mm, I'm digging deep down There's no need to be nervous When you're just scratching at the surface When you're really getting down Start pulling out your head Got to keep your wits about 
I've been taking deeper breaths I've been contemplating death Flying way off the rails Dirt beneath the nails I ain't shoot off yet So when the light grows dim That's when I know I'm closing in Yeah, yeah I'm down there on my head I just want to hold you close to me In hopes that we can both agree That there's no such thing It's what this life is supposed to be Say it again, I just want to hold you close to me And I just hope we can both agree That there's no such thing well, life is supposed to be So when it looks like there's nothing left Close your eyes and take a real deep breath And when you need me, baby Put your ear to the ground I'll be digging deep down mm, Digging deep Gotta move a little earth around it mm, Digging Thank you, oh, man. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic. Hey, thanks, y'all. Really? That Holy was really good. shit, Andrew. That could be really something, that song. Thanks. Yeah, it's all Couldn't it? Chris, what are you saying? It's not already? What do you think of that? I think, it, I think it's it needs done. Edit, but, but I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I, I'm encouraged by your reaction. Oh, Thank you. Oh, that's great. Yes. Josh, what do you think as a songwriter? Oh, yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was beautiful. There, there was, I loved the melody, and I loved what you did. With the tambourine on the foot, actually, yeah. it actually came through really well on it, the microphone. It took me right a minute on, yeah. to figure out where the hell the tambourine was coming from. <laughs> yeah. I looked instantly. I was like, eh. "That is a very courageous a, a way to play the guitar on that song, uh -huh. isn't uh -huh. it? Yeah, to hold right. that onto yeah, that. Although I thought you were going to give that up after a minute or two. No, right. but the beauty of it's having great. those two chords and just going in. Then, then when you do move that to the minor, uh -huh. like it means. Oh, mm -hmm. right, yeah, right. yeah, you play music, yeah. Yeah, cool. Chris is like a renaissance man. He's an architect, a film director, a screenwriter, yeah. a pauper, a poet. Yeah, <laughs> mostly the pauper part. <laughs> My wife says, dude, you can make anything except a living. Oh, <laughs> she does not say that. I'm sure that's just a line. It's, mm, it's fine. <laughs> what are you it doing? all works out. What are you doing next? Are you making another movie? Uh, I hope so. I'm trying but to I mean, get something going. I'm also practicing architecture still. Right, like so you're an do. actual real architect. Yeah. So one of the things that you yeah. designed, according to my information here, is you had something to do with the Ogden Museum of Southern Art. Yeah, yeah. What I worked did you on do? That That's for, a beautiful building. For years. Uh, I, what did you do there? There was a joint venture between Concordia Architects and Errol Barron and Michael Toops. Um, and I came in as a consultant to Concordia because they didn't have enough people that knew that kind of building. Right. And so I got embedded in this little, fantastic little design node at, at Errol and Michael's office and was sort of the Concordia guy on the project and did a bunch of the, I mean, we designed it and drew it and it was, it was a, quite an experience, particularly in what, what people re realize the big sort of modern part of it. But the, the renovation of that really historic Richardson building on Lee Circle was just incredible. All right. That's an unbelievable building. But you must be uh, some sort of like a one in a million or, or fewer, or more, one in more, fewer than one in a million, whatever the opposite is. Who, could, who can be like a really great architect and a really great screenwriter and great film director? You know what's weird is it's all the same process. I don't think so, is it? Uh, absolutely. I w really? Yeah. I mean, particularly being a screenwriter and an architect, you're in the same role. You're sort of charged with the vision. And then you got to take care of it. 
while everybody else I guess else it's a combination of creative and a formula yeah, in a they, sense. They both have structure, they have right. detail, they have to have a theme. Form There's and function. Form and function. function. It's There's very, a budget. very unusual There's a, still, though. There's a obviously. bunch of people with a lot of money on the line right. making decisions that you don't always agree with. I mean, it's, it's a very, very similar... Is well, it? I, I, I can't even imagine the com the similarity between words and drawing. It seems like two different parts of the brain to me. Uh, and one's math. I mean, architecture bit. is all math. Like, I notice mm. I can listen to music when I'm doing architecture, but I can't listen to music when I'm writing. All right. Because particularly anything with words. Yes. that same little ah, part of your yes, head, you exactly. can't yes. use at the same time. If you're drawing, you can use the word part of your brain to listen to music. But I, to write, I need science. Right. Like, really weird deep silence <laughs> deep silence yeah absolutely Sh Chopin, like is, Chopin is often my guy oh really oh yeah yeah hey listen Mr. Benitez do you have time to play like a really sh have you got a short song I, I don't know do you want to do like a one four five okay what happens are we going to make something up uh you know what yes you got a song uh, we've got to get out of here but I want I would love you to play something else if you've got something short that we can sneak in okay um, I'll tell you what if it's not short enough they're just going to do the fade on you <laughs> they're going to turn the big well I would just keep going but you know it's my it's my fault for not keeping more of a sort of a control over what's going on here you can here, vamp but. out vamp out oh yeah okay I got a perfect well, song well we for could it's, you, just like a, it's really? on the album okay. it's, it's a really simple song it's a sing-along song uh, you're welcome to join the words are really easy I wrote this song because someone once told me I wasn't funky enough yeah. And these are the words. I D G A F. I don't give a fuck. That's all you gotta say. I D G A F. I don't give a fuck. That's the only words. I D G A F. I don't give a fuck. I wanna hear you say. I D G A F. I don't, I don't give, give a funk. There it is. Right on. <laughs> that was sick. My song. Are we supposed to give ourselves a hand on it? Yeah. Is that the whole song? No, there's a way more to it, but I had uh, 30 seconds, so there you go. Mm -hmm. I think it was a great way to that end. That was nice. That should okay. be your theme song. You should license it from Josh. <laughs> hey, yeah, we should yeah. do it for the show. I don't give a funk. Happy yeah. hour. It's actually suiting. That's it fits nice. well. Yeah, it's good for a sing-along. That's for sure. Thank you. Hey, so let's just uh, give a shout-out to... Um, Judy Oopoopadoo Hill Andrews, who was supposed to be sitting there, uh, oh, but Judy. for some reason, best known, she was unable only to known, lunch today. She's un <laughs> she didn't get here just as well. It feels I like guess. she died with the little empty stool and nobody at the microphone. So I hope she's not dead. That would be horrible. That would be I your fault. That and she would, I would mm -hmm. feel totally responsible. Hey, Google that. See, I can see it. Is, Ju she's is fine. Judy Oopoopadoo Hill Andrews dead? <laughs> That's got to be a yes or no question. Okay. Andrew Duhon and Kristen Diabel this Friday, the 15th of November at One Eye Jacks on Toulouse. Yep. What time is that? Like real regular time? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock start. Okay. Very good. And just the two of you? Uh, nope. We'll both have our bands. And the whole thing. Oh, that's going to be really a big style, night. style, you know, do some duets interspersed. That's going to be a big night. Oh, that sounds yeah. great. And Josh Benitez, when can we see the Josh Benitez band and where? I think the next show I'd love to promote is November 21st at the Carnival Lounge on St. Claude. Okay, the Carnival. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking to Kermit Ruffins about playing at the Mother-in-Law Lounge right now. We'll see. Oh, that's that, cool. That's looking promising right now. Well, now and you've got short hair. Yeah. The world's your oyster. <laughs> the world is my <laughs> oyster. And when the record's coming out, Mardi Gras. And I looked online today on Spotify, and there's nothing there except that one song. I don't give a funk. Yeah. But it's an instrumental. Did you listen yeah. to it? Yeah, I did. I cool. listened to it. Cool. I was waiting for the... Lyric, but there wasn't one. It's a catchy little hook. Why aren't, there, in there. why aren't there more songs up on Spotify? Um, I think we explained it before, mostly because Spotify is not it's lucrative. It's no, just, no point. I literally make right. more money selling burned CDs from my computer. Yeah, all right. Like just, Lots more, actually. Yeah, yeah like way more. Yeah. The return on investment is... Spotify is a horrifying... If you would have thought of that, you could have just shot your movie at home <laughs> with your phone. <laughs> I should just be phone. handing you a DVD yeah. if it's like... <laughs> And then be like, Apple movie. yeah, really? $9.99 yeah. or, or okay. $5. And I do recommend just before we go, if you have a chance to see the true Don Quixote, take advantage of it. On It's on Amazon and it's on Apple, Apple movies, movies. Uh, Amazon Prime, Google Play, 
Redbox, Vudu, Roku, pretty much everything okay. but Netflix. Right, everything but Netflix. Because okay. Netflix uh, is a pretty oppressive deal when you get it. Hmm. You looked at Netflix, it wasn't worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's all different too. Like we wow. make more per play on Apple Music than on any, they're not uniform than on any of the other ones. Wow. Yeah, it's very complex. Never stop learning. You think you're going to make a movie and that's going to be the end of it, but that's just the beginning of the whole fucking... Spend the rest of my life. Nightmare, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you make another one. I hope you make a sequel to Thank John. Thank you. I would love to go see that. Thank you, guys. That's, that's cool. the end of Happy Hour for another week. Josh, thanks for being here. Chris, thanks Thank for being for here. Thanks. Andrew, I'll see you back here in a week or two. The producer of our show today has been Graham DePonte. Monique Pyle is our music producer and our music consultant is Christian Unruh. Thomas Walsh is our technical director and our Facebook live feed director who put this whole thing on Facebook is Asher Griffith. Our fact checker and social media connector is Andrew Searock. Searock, our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's New Orleans. We can also find other shows we've made around here, including a lot more happy hours. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Talker, and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. And you can keep up with us on a bunch of times like social media between shows, like, for example, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all of it were called It's New Orleans. And you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Happy Hour Facebook page and on Instagram too. These photos are taken today by Hope Bird. You can find more of Hope's photos online. The easiest way to do that is to Google Hope Bird, B-Y-R-D. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. If your podcast app has a share option, try telling a couple of friends about Happy Hour. This show is recorded live today at the Fret Brea Room on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone around here at the table at the Fret Brea Room and back at our office at INO Broadcasting. Thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next week or at some point. I think we might be off next week. Okay. And then it's like Thanksgiving or something or other. So if we don't see you back here for a week or two, there's plenty more happy hours to go listen to, and we'll see you back here at the Fruit Prayer Room in maybe two weeks. See you then.